What's happening, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, people of all ages? Thank you for tuning in to the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. It is proudly brought to you by Midwest Meals. Hashtag Midwest Fit Fam, we are in the fall season. Everybody takes their foot off the gas pedal, starts not giving a shit about much, especially when it comes to the food you're putting in your body. I get it. I love turkey gravy and stuffing as much as the next guy, but you got to make sure you're taking care of that 80% of your diet to keep yourself and your goals and your health on track. And that is where Midwest Meals comes into play. 13 rotating meals with your macronutrients on there, your calorie count on there, so you can have good meals in an instant, nearly. It's like one to three minutes, literally. Pop it in the microwave, it's already ready to heat and eat, and it saves time on cleanup. A godsend in my house. And if you're one of those folks that goes in and maybe just hits the drive through during lunch, imagine not having to get in your vehicle from work, drive to fast food place XYZ, wait in line with everybody else, and then feel like crap the rest of the afternoon. Midwest Meals, you got it ready to go. Fancy container, you take it into work, you pop it in the microwave, you're eating at your desk, feeling good and energized and ready to take on the rest of the afternoon's challenges. It's so simple. Go to MidwestMeals.com, look at their selection of meals, find out what you like, build your own, create that subscription. Then every Monday, they ship you your meals, they come right to your door, and boom, food for the week. Also, if you are a listener of this show and you're listening to this right now, use the promo code COOPER at checkout and you get 10% off your first order. I'm telling you, you will never turn back. It has changed my life. Midwest Meals and MidwestMeals.com. Also brought to you by Violent Gentlemen Hockey Club. Yep, it's feeling like hockey season, and uh, it is hockey season. You want to be looking good, representing your team, representing the fact that you are a hockey fan, because I feel like we're in the minority a little bit. Now, obviously, huge football fan, but hockey fans, you kind of get like a little uh, little shunned, and you like it that way, and that's why the brand and the attitude deliver the things you want to say the most. If you don't know what I'm talking about, head to violentgentleman.com and look at all the articles of clothing they have, their apparel lines, their hats, their hoodies, their shirts, and it goes on and on. It's an attitude thing, and you're going to love it. Plus, 15% off your first order at violentgentleman.com using the promo code COOPERVILLE15. Of course, the Welcome to Cooperville podcast is fueled by Monster Energy, Monster Hydro, and Muscle Monster. Monster Hydro has literally... Monster Hydro has literally changed the way I look at hydration. I look at how much fluid is going into my body and really has helped with the output and production of what I do throughout the course of the day. So go find it in your local grocer and or convenience store. Stock up the flavoring. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It is so good. And there's also those Monster Ultras in a variety of flavors. We're talking no sugar. We're talking no calories and a great afternoon. Kick it square in the ass. Hashtag Monster Podcasts. Jim Lucas is my guest on this episode of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. Jim is the man behind the woman behind Chip Magnet Salsa. Started in a kitchen, started in a kiosk, went off to area farmer's markets, and now they are taking over the salsa industry. Great content about hustle, overcoming, and going after what you really want. The Jim Lucas episode of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast, it starts right now. Welcome to Cooperville. Do you know what's fun to do in Cooperville? Pack up your shit and get the fuck out. Listen. The Welcome to Cooperville podcast. On demand anywhere quality podcasts are available. And some places where cheap podcasts are available. And the local gas station has some. Subscribe. Get updates. Feel better about your life. Welcome to Cooperville.com. Check, 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 one, check, check. 
Welcome to Cooperville. Make sure you use a coaster. The wife gets upset when we leave rings on the tables. Jim Lucas. Hello. My guest. Welcome to Cooperville Podcast. Welcome to the to the lab, man. Awesome, man. This is great. Thank you. Good to for have having you down me. Here. I appreciate this. You're like the biggest growing thing in the Eau Claire market right now, and I gotta I gotta jump on this bandwagon real quick, buddy. I think you're in the wrong studio. I don't oh. think that, that's somewhere somewhere else. Oh shoot, never mind. Because yeah. we're growing globally, nonstop. Kid, because I can. Uh, but no, uh, Jim Lucas, Chip Magnet Salsa, the the man behind the flavor. Um, I am the man. That, but I, I think I actually have some of the yeah, you do. Bloody Mary mix. I see that there, which I should uh, I should dive into. I, I am the man inspired. behind the woman. Oh, is that, is that, is Behind that the, the flavor, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not me. You're you're the uh, the fluffer. <laughs> is that what you? Pretty are? much. Pretty much the fluffer. Yeah, I'm the one that does. This mic keeps sliding down on me. Yeah, there's a, a twist the knob. The knob might be on the other side. I don't want to make too much noise. No, it's fine. We we'll get that. Our, you uh, can edit that out. Yeah, we can. My producer will get on that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. Where's first thing? I couldn't. I can't afford nice headphones for my guests. I sure as hell can't afford a producer no. just yet. Hey, listen, but you sound nice and crisp in my ears right now. See, I do like that. It's aesthetically, they may not be the most uh, beautiful headphones, but uh, sound quality wise, you know, it's there. Like definitely a, there. Definitely eight out of ten. Definitely eight out of ten. Oh, I would put it that high. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sevens. We're rolling <laughs> sevens over here. Uh, but the reason that uh, and and Jim's noticed this because Jim uh, has followed the podcast. Noticed that there's been a. A, a turn in uh, the conversations that I've been having, and I uh, reached out to him, and, and we kind of we went back and forth because entrepreneurship, I think, and finding individuals in any market, in any city, in any size, uh, people that go out and are doing the things that they want to do with their lives, it takes a lot of. <clears throat> uh, you have to be, you have to find drive, and you have to find some sort of. Like sometimes things are gonna suck and it's gonna be rough, but if you actually have um, the desire to go and and be the fluffer behind the woman, um, yeah. Jim went. Uh, it just told me I just found this out. I was selling cars. Yeah, uh, and I was a used car salesman. We were um, we were reflecting back on the the Dan Beck episode. Uh, Dan Beck of uh, Midwest Meals. That guy's um, amazing. Twenty five years old and just uh, just killing it and both of us reflecting back on when we were 25 and how that was not our wheelhouse. No, we were existing in no. a different plane, a plane that didn't really think about <laughs> anything. No, no, no. Make I don't it. even think I was an adult yet at 25. No, I was doing radio. So I was just drinking beer and yeah. talking big and wait, <laughs> that's all you're doing <laughs> now. Wait, now, now I just do it at home. So I, <laughs> I feel like I'm, adulting is that I, I do it from the friendly confines of my own house. You know, to, to, the entrepreneurship, like you, like you said, doing the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Haven't you noticed doing this that in order to do the things that you want to do, you're doing more of the things you don't want to do yeah. just to get to the things you want to do? Yeah, isn't it? It, it? it is a constant grind. It's amazing how you know people always have you know they teach you this as a kid. It's something I tell my nine year old. I'm you know the the whole dad speech. You know you can be whatever you want. Work, you know equals results and, and all these other things. But you know. When you get to a certain age, I'm not sure when that is. I think when you're supposed to start, as we just talked about, being an adult. Yeah. And whatever that you you quantify that as, you have a job and you have a house and you have a kid and you get married and and you go through this kind of monotonous every day. You get up and you do the thing and you get it. Maybe you go to a job that you 
you kind of like, maybe you got a job that you hate, but the money's good, and you come home and you do the family thing, and, and it's it's kind of lather, rinse, repeat. You take your two week vacation a That's year, it. you go to location X Y Z, or you have your vacation spot. Um, you know, you take the kids to soccer, and and then one day I think you wake up and you go, well, I guess wow, living living my twenty years are gone. Yeah, where did that go? I have you no know, idea. You're, you're sending your kids off to off to college or off to uh, to their next pursuits in life. And my daughter got married two three weeks ago. She got married yeah. uh, end of August, uh, so it's over a month. Wow, see. Time flies. Time flies. But, you know, my my little girl mm-hmm. married two kids. I'm I got two grandkids. Wow. And like you said, I'm 43. Blink of an eye. It's like, where did it go? I have no idea. And one of the things that I realized, and I'm sure you went down uh, kind of a similar path here, is is one day you can you kind of wake up and you you start to wonder what if you turn all the times you said that you can't do something. Or you gave yourself a reason that, or an excuse not to follow an idea, not to pursue a, a passion, um, because because it's so it's so out of countless. It's out of it's out of reality. It's oh, you know, other people do that. Mm-hmm. Other people, you know, start their own companies. Other people start their own businesses. Other people take, you know, things that they're good at um, and hobbies that they're into and turn them into like paying jobs and, and things. So they wake up and they go and. and do things they love. Um, a lot of people just go through the thinking process on that. Right. Sometimes, um, you know, what I went through personally was, was being in a comfort zone for two decades. I, whatever was going on in my life. And I touched on this, uh, on a previous episode of the podcast, anything, any, anything else chaotic that was going on in my life, my relationships could have been shit. Uh, my eating habits could have been shit. My drinking habits could have been amazing. Um, <laughs> one constant that I always had was my career. I always I started at 19 in radio, and I and I just kind of grew through the system, part time to full time to, um, you know, full time to promotions to full time to program director. Um, and but that was always there. It was like this. Yeah, I don't. This is right. the one. The one thing I don't have to worry about. Nobody can say I'm not an adult because I have a job and I've been doing it for, you know, forever. I call that the constant. Yeah. You have, everybody has that one constant in their life. And you feel that makes you comfortable. Right. Um, Even if everything else is kind of going to shit, you're like, well, at least I still have that. Yeah. That'll always be there. And that's, for me, my constant has always been my wife. Yeah. And I mean, she's, she even has it. I have it on my keychain. Constant. It's just Mm -hmm. a word we live by. She has it in Latin on her arm, in, in declinatus. It's, you have that one constant and that gives you your comfort. Absolutely. You know, no matter what else is going on, you always know you got that one thing that you can go to. And you always can rely on that thing to be there. Yep. And the crap is going to happen and you're going to go through shit storms, but you're like, God, I got that thing. What do you got now? When I was forcibly uh, removed from my position, not for, that sounds violent. It does. It sounds like they picked you up and threw you out of the building. That didn't happen. I mean, contrary to popular belief. Let's make a video (laughs) of it happening like that. You know, hindsight twenty twenty. I really wish I would have just, you know, done what every other human being does in life and just take video of shit that's happening as it's happening. But right, I, I digress. I didn't. And but when that you're like that, Michael Douglas and falling down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had I had an hour moment that I, that's what I thought about. Yep. Yeah. Um, but when that constant goes away, um, and you have to really reinvent yourself, uh, and you have to kind of figure out, well, shit. Um, I have my base set of talents, I think, and you have to find a way to pursue other avenues. And when you're able just to like kind of say, fuck it, I'm going to, I'm going to follow 
my path, my dreams, what I want to do. Um, create your list of whys. Why, why, why on earth would you start a podcast? Why on earth would you? How do you make money at that? Well, I'm working on that. I would like, never start a podcast. <laughs> see, it's not it's not in I your would, list. I, no, <laughs> I I would never start a, a you know a salsa company. Neither I, would I. <laughs> right, fluffer, he's a fluffer. But you but when you're able to uh, to kind of do it and and you learn to kind of give two shits less about what other people think about what you're doing, isn't it freeing? Oh my gosh, I I have felt I've never felt better at uh, at age you know at age 39. A well-worn 39. I will throw that in there. It's all that drinking. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. But I've never felt better. I've never felt more motivated. I've never felt more like belief in uh, in life and its existence and the, the things that, that human beings can do because I was one of those people that was like, nah, it's bullshit. Yep. No. Nobody does that. They got you, lucky. You go to your fucking job. Yeah. And you get done and then you hate it. And then you come home and then you have, you know, 12 beers and then you get up and do it the next day. Yeah. And the people that made it, that guy knew a guy or he got lucky or yeah. he, it was, it was some other reason that I can't have it. Yeah. I, 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 I liken it to watching sports. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you watch, and I know you're, you know, I, I let you in my house, even though you're a huge Cubs fan. Hey, hey come but, on now. But your Packer fandom does dominate over that. So oh, totally. You're, you're, you're in to win it. But when you look at athletes and when you watch a lot of sports, you know, you always you know, fans will sometimes say that, like, oh, like he just, you know, why is he there? Or even the guys that are superstars and are phenomenal. Yeah. You go, you go and you see their ninety minutes or you see their two hours uh, on the field, and what you don't see, it's the iceberg. Th- that's where the magic happens. Yeah, yeah it's the iceberg underneath uh, yeah. underneath the water, Titanic. How'd that work out? Yeah, but you don't see the work and the effort. And you, but when you see the glory, and and that's what they're, you know, that's what they're out there for. Um, Amazing things really, really can happen. An opportunity will present itself if you put the work in. And I think, you know, to get to your story about, you know, f- finding this, obviously, you're constant. Yeah. <coughs> but I think even even having that constant is like belief in that constant mm-hmm. and being able to kind of go all in and and take it to the level that you guys have taken it. Tell me about this, you know, the, the path, the, the journey from oh. we're going to be, uh, you know, we're going to be out at the farmer's market every weekend to, well, fuck it. We're not there anymore. Yeah. Where are we going now? Yeah, we we got fired from that gig. But I'll get to that part because <laughs> that, that's a fun story. That's coming. That's <laughs> called a tease in the podcast world. Thanks. You keep listening. It's foreshadowing. Like, you know, like you see in the shows. No, this this started. I mean, I had no idea. I didn't. I ate salsa. Everybody eats salsa. You yeah. don't really think about it. And my wife and her mom, when we lived over in Wausau, made salsa back in, must have been 2001, 2002, and they had a little kiosk at the mall, just mm-hmm. like we do now. Jeez, if that wasn't foreshadowing. <laughs> um, but she was pregnant with my son. Mm-hmm. Um, so the hours were long, and she made salsa, and, and people liked it, but it never really did anything. It never never became anything, and it was a lot of money that I had put in, and got no return out of, and right. I was like, oh, you know, I'm good with that. And uh, her birthday uh, back in 2010, um, her birthday is November 25th, hmm. and in 2010, it just happened to be Thanksgiving morning. Oh, gotcha. And she woke me up, you know, I, I was, she woke me up and said, I know what I'm going to do for some extra money. Now, you have to remember, we raised five kids. Yeah. We raised That's... five kids, and she's been a stay-at-home mom for the last 20 years wow. because 
we thought that was important. Mm -hmm. I worked two jobs, three jobs, whatever it took Mm -hmm. to make sure she could stay home and be with those kids. So we did that and she came to me. She goes, I figured out a way to make extra money and we were going to open a daycare. I said, why don't you take some kids in the house? You can watch some people's kids and it'll just add some money to the house. She said, I'm going to make salsa and I'm going to sell it at the farmer's market. (laughs) And and you're at the end of November. She's like, I'm going to make salsa and I'm going to sell it at the farmer's market. Hmm. And I, I, now I'm not the nicest guy when I wake up, believe it or not. And I said, honey, I I love your salsa, but nobody's going to buy it because it's got to be, because of her, it's going to be non-GMO, no genetically modified organisms. Mm -hmm. It's going to be organic. It's going to be expensive. She's yep. going to use all the best of everything and put it in there. And then she's going to be like, here, here's my jar of salsa. I'm like, honey, I love your salsa, but nobody's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. This is the dumbest idea you've ever had. And happy Thanksgiving. It, it, <laughs> right. She says I said this last part, the dumbest idea. I don't remember ever saying that. So she drops it. Well, she didn't drop it that easy. I mean, she right. was pretty mean to me that whole day. <laughs> it was the worst Thanksgiving I can remember. <sighs> and she blames uh, it on me. Mel, but I can see that. She wanted the money. To buy yarn. She's like, I need some extra money so I can buy yarn. And she hated asking me for money because I still had the house payment. I still had the car payments. I still had to make sure there were groceries and Mm -hmm. all this other things and raising the kids. And she wanted money just to spend on yarn so that she could knit, which she knits phenomenally. She does a great job. If you follow her on Instagram, you see that stuff. Now, Um, you said she has a a room. Like, there's a a room. A separate room in the house called the knitting room. Hmm. You know, she's got yarn on the walls. She could open a store if... If you know anybody looking for yarn, they could come to my house. I just got to. I just got to put a cash register in there. <laughs> we can find one of those. Exactly. We'll right? Go on eBay. We'll find one right now. <laughs> I, I and I, I I understand because yeah. I have a room in my house that's well besides because my wife keeps has all of her clothes in the upstairs like master closet, so my shit ends up down here. But this is like my this is my playroom. You know, this oh, is totally. my, my my podcast room. So I I understand yeah. yarn podcast same thing. It, it, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Probably the same expense, though. I mean, I'll uh, tell you like, what. She's, yeah. yeah, she's got a lot spent on that. So, oh, the ADD kicked in again. Where were we? Oh, uh, she hated you with Thanksgiving. That's uh, right. 2010. She dropped it. Never heard another thing about it. I was like, all right, you know, dodge that bullet. May, June rolls around, and all of a sudden, there's like $125 missing out of the account. And I'm a hawk when it comes to, I know what's in the account you know because I, mm-hmm. I know what has to be paid and stuff like that. So I'm following up $125 is gone. I'm like, Hey, where, where'd this go? I bought stuff to make salsa. Fuck. <laughs> Why? Well, because I'm going to make salsa and I'm going to sell it at the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what you say. That's all I heard really. And it was true. So she went to her first farmer's market, which was at CVTC in their parking lot on a Tuesday. Oof. And, uh, she went with 24 jars of salsa. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't 24 jars like you see on the shelf right now. It was some of them were 4-ounce, some of them were 8-ounce, some of them were 16-ounce. Shit, some of them were in, I think, blue uh, plastic Tupperware things, you know. <laughs> Whatever was laying around the house. Yeah. And she sold all 24. Wow. Uh, she didn't sell four. She had seven left. So she brought those up to work at me. I worked at a dealership here in town, and mm-hmm. she brought those up, and my people at work bought the other seven. So she sold out the first week, took that money, put it in, and and made more for the next market, and she sold out the following week. It's just like every week she was selling out, and then she got invited um, to the Phoenix Park Farmer's Market, which, I mean, 
if you look at festival foods where we were at on Sundays and CVTC where we were at on Tuesdays, those were like AAA. And yep. you're, you're playing AAA ball and you're doing pretty well. And then you get the call from the majors and they're like, hey, we want to know, we're going to try you out. Why don't you come in for the Wednesday and Thursday market? We're not going to put you quite on Saturday yet, mm-hmm. but we'll give you Wednesday and Thursday. So she's doing a farmer's market on Tuesday at CVTC. She's doing Wednesday at Phoenix Park, Thursday at Phoenix Park. Then we picked up Friday down in Lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Saturday, we didn't have anything really, but then Sunday was uh, Festival Foods here in right. town. Mm-hmm. And then she got invited to Saturday. Saturday at Phoenix Park. Man. The call up. Wow, the call up. It was huge. Yeah. I'd go set her up at, you know, 6 7 o'clock in the morning. We'd get the table set up. Then I'd go to work because I work Saturdays in the mm-hmm. car business. Mm-hmm. And she'd sell there and i'll tell you man we that first year we we did everything out of our house we were running under the pickle bill in the state of wisconsin which means you can make x amount of uh money i can't remember the quite the number you can make x amount but and you can sell it only at farmers markets and it has to be in a sealed container right so on and so forth yeah um we did that and by the end of the year i was like we we surpassed that number we need you can't do this again next year mm-hmm. or we're going to have to cut it off or we have to get a licensed kitchen. So we looked into the licensed kitchen thing and uh, we originally got a place over uh, off of London mm-hmm. uh, by Subway. Yeah. Put $4,500 into remodeling and setting it up and rent and things like that. And the city came in and shut us down. They're like, mm, yeah, com- neighbors were complaining that you were working on stuff. What are you doing here? They told me, then they tried telling me I had to do $14,000 worth of firewall repair on this building and that I didn't own. Right. And I'm like, wait, n- no. No. So we thought our dream was crushed right there. Mm-hmm. But there's my constant. She's like, now nah, we'll figure it out. I said, hey, how are you going to figure it out? Mm-hmm. Uh, she talked to Brian Doudna at uh, Eau Claire Economic Development. And he's like, talk to Jack Kaiser over at Banbury. Mm-hmm. He got us a meeting with Jack. We went in, looked at a place, 1000 1000 50 square feet we put our first kitchen in I, I went in remodeled it set it up and it was 600 bucks a month yeah. great wow. deal great deal so we lost our original 4500 that we put into the other place which almost closed us anyway before yeah. we even opened um and we grew out of there i'll tell you what if anybody if anybody in that eau claire market is looking for something banbury place is where it's at yeah you're never going to find a better landlord a a better property owner that's going to work with you than jack kaiser the guy's amazing that's awesome yeah i like to give him the props as often as i can um so we grew out of there and i was still working um i can't tell you how many nights i i was there until 11 12 o'clock with my son sleeping on a cart mm-hmm. you know that was in there while i was making some salsa or pulling orders or doing something trying to get everything ready for the next day's farmer's market that she had because that second year we were doing 50 farmers markets a week damn and that was between crazy yeah my wife we had people hired to do farmers markets all the way up into uh minnesota in uh at the nicolay mall there Mm -hmm. they had a a farmers market there we were in menominee uh two in madison two in wausau one in two in lacrosse um the bunch around eau claire i mean we were just everywhere but that's how you build a customer base yeah absolutely so we we struggled through that and then (laughs) then we got kicked out of the phoenix park farmer's market dun 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 yeah that was they came to us and they said you know here they have a 51 percent rule 51 percent of the items in sold at the farmer's market have to be local Mm -hmm. 
well, it's not possible with our approvals. We use a we use a canned tomato because the pH levels right. have to be absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And most tomato producers will have about twenty recipes that maintain their pH so that everything goes through fine. We just look for a non-GMO item mm-hmm. and and go from there. Well, one of the board members owned an organic farm. And we were using uh, Muir Glen organic tomatoes at that time, which you can find them on the shelf anywhere. It's right. uh, it's what my wife started with. Um, they were like, well, we sell an organic tomato and we can can it for you. So if 51% isn't that, then so you either have to buy from us or you have to leave. Wow. And then we're like, no, it doesn't work like that because we have state approvals. We have, you know, we work with the Department of Ag. We work with mm-hmm. FDA. We have licensed recipes. We have all of this. It, you just can't make that switch. Right. And they allowed another producer that was not local, but uh, their products, um, they couldn't buy local like that. So they, they allowed it to pass. And my wife put a question out or a comment out on Facebook saying, hey, you know, this is their new rule. Why don't you petition them to make sure we can stay? Mm-hmm. Um, then we had a meeting with them and their story changed. You know, people only bring so much money to the farmer's market. And if they're spending it all at your table, the other vendors are complaining because they're not making enough money. Hmm. They made us move our table back some weeks because there were so many people in front of it that they couldn't get through the middle. Everybody was, I put air quotes on that, everybody was complaining about us. Nobody complained about us Hmm. except the board members. So they kicked us out. And uh, that right there was like you leaving radio. Mm-hmm. That was our force change. We yeah. were like, what are we going to do? I mean, we were making $1,700 on a Saturday, right? which that pays a lot of bills. That that covers your rent. That mm-hmm. covers your, your expenses and things. What are we going to do? We had a forced change mm-hmm. that we were like, well, I guess we just got to get more stores. Because at that time, we may have had like five stores. right? And we were... I was working still full-time at the dealership. My wife still had the kids at home, and we were trying to figure it out. And we were like, well, I guess we're just going to get more stores. So I left my job. I was like, all right, boom, cut it. End of market season, I left my job, and I went and I got stores. I had five stores or so. When that started, by April, I had 96. Wow. Just, yeah. And that's just walking into a store, handing them a couple jars of salsa, saying, here, try this. I think you're going to like it. Let's get it on your shelf. Following up and having a ton of energy. I had a lot of energy back then. Right. Not, not so much anymore. <laughs> I had to go back to work though because yeah. we just we still weren't making enough and the problem is is margins. Every, you know, when stores they're they're selling it for everybody thinks that when you buy something at the store that the person that makes it is making a lot of money. Right. Well, the store is making a lot of money because they have the avenue for it to go out. Yeah. You know, they have the building, they have the people, they have the space, they have the customers, yeah. they have everything. You know, the stores make more on our product than we do. Hell, the distributors that I have now make more on our product than we do. So I got two people making more on my product than I do, and I'm the one doing all the work. And by doing all the work, I mean sitting here talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a strenuous, <laughs> strenuous part of the game. It is, it is. So that was our force change, just mm-hmm. like your force change. It yeah. always... I believe that we are meant to do something. Mm -hmm. And if we're not doing that, the universe is going to take care of it. And it's going to align things and say, listen, I'm going to make you do it. Here you go. Boom. And it's like, so we we figured it out. And that was... uh, it was the end of uh, 2012. So then I went back to the car business because I just we weren't making enough because of margins, things like that. And I, I can't tell you, I, 
80 hours a week between the yeah. two. I was working, you know, 50 hours a week at the car dealership, putting another 30 to 40 in my day off. I, I scheduled my day off to be Wednesday so that I could go do markets over in Wausau. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing markets in Wausau on Wednesday. I'm doing markets in La Crosse on Sunday. It just, and we were both doing the Friday market in La Crosse on, at uh, Cameron Park and uh, La Crosse on Friday nights. So we're, we're all over the place and just, it's, it was the grind. You know, everybody always says you got to do that grind. Well, that was it. That was it. I mean, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't easy by any stretch. Um, a lot of, a lot of broken friendships over it too, Mm -hmm. because you know, things happen. So we, we did that and, uh, we kept growing. And then finally in 2014, I left the car business altogether and haven't been back. Um, but now, you know, I look at it and I think about where we've come from. My wife went to a market with 24 jars that yeah. she sold out of. We do 50,000 a month now. Jeez. It's just, it, the numbers are insane. I mean, just ridiculous. And in, in, in what, you know, that's, that's a, that's a nine, almost 10 year period. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of what we talk about here on the podcast and what it's, it's kind of turned into is, is about this thing they call hustle. And yeah, a lot of people, and especially and people, when I mean, we fall into a routine, I think of being in our comfort zone and, and having that constant. And even though the shit storms come, you kind of grin and bear it because you know, it's fine. Tomorrow will be, tomorrow will be something different. You know, tomorrow will be the same yep. routine. But if you have a moment or have that epiphany and you're like, no. And, and for you, your wife had the epiphany. You told her she was dumb. And then you realized, wow. okay, she's not. Nah, once but, once it started selling, yeah, I saw once, it. And once she you said, go, she said to me, she goes, "You know how I know that this is a good thing?" And it, this was back in still 2011, probably. Yeah, she said because you're up at 11 o'clock and you're putting all the labels on the tops mm-hmm. and the bottoms of the jars. Yeah, that tells me you believe in it. Right. And you, Jim, you don't <laughs> believe in anything unless it's going to make money. That's in that's see, that's what I think it takes though. You have to be willing to. Put in that eighty hours. Yep. You have to be willing to not have an off day, and nobody wants. I mean, people don't want that. People, they don't know what it's like. People want to live in this. Uh, they want to have the fantasy world. Yeah, like that's when people start throwing out lucky, and they start throwing out blessed, and they start throwing out. Well, here's why. But what they want is they want to do the weekend, or they want to do their work week. And then they want to have their Saturdays and they want to have their Sundays. And they want to have their two weeks of vacation. And they want to have their vacation time. They want to have their done at five or done at one or whatever time yeah. of day that they're done. They want to have that time. And whatever it is that they, they decide to fill that time with or waste that time with. Yeah. But to, And then sit on the fence and just want. Like, oh, man, you know, I want to be able to do. How, how did they get there? How do, You have to realize, just like the athlete, entrepreneur, business owner, boss. Yeah. If you want that, you you it it's not fame and fortune and glory. It's a lot of hustle. It's all day, every day, dreaming about it, thinking about it, and still and especially for you, I mean five kids, you know, just yeah. marrying off one of your uh, your daughter. I mean, there's you have to really learn how to manage your life. You no. know, no, you don't. You don't. Have to, you just. I didn't manage you my. Did, didn't no, have to. No. No, I had my wife. Oh, see the constant. The constant. You know, I had her. She did it. She handled the kids. 
she handled all that you know this was this was her business Mm -hmm. and i mean i can't tell you how many times she says she hated that she created this because (laughs) it's and and i believe i i agree with her i created my own prison Mm -hmm. you know i'm there and i'm there saturdays i'm there sundays i had last sunday off but i think it was the first sunday my first day off in like 28 days wow but that's normal you know i i can't tell you the times but she handled the family Mm -hmm. you have to have that counterpart if if your spouse or your significant other does not support what you're doing, mm-hmm. which this is where I was lucky is we were doing the same thing. Right. Because she was able to handle the kids. She was able to handle the house. She was able to, to do all that so that I could put the hours in. I would rather any day of the week put the hours in so she didn't have to. Mm-hmm. But it's it. There's the constant once again. And I can't tell you how many employees we've had come and go over the years that – they're like, oh, we love it here. This is a great place. This is just like every other employee. Right. But then, you know, the the next best thing comes along, mm-hmm. and then they go to that. You can't you can't blame them if they're if they're improving themselves. Okay, right. more power to you. Go ahead. You deserve it. Do whatever is going to make you better, and they move on. And we've always just said, you know, there's two constants in this business, me and you, and it's always going to be that. Now, all right, my son is there. My son mm-hmm. runs my production. Seventeen years old. Wow, the kid. You want to talk about Dan Beck? <laughs> yeah. Put myself in my son's position at 17, I would rule the world right now. This kid is yeah. amazing. But but look at, you know, the reason that he is in that position, the reason that he has grown, you know, I mean, 17, so I mean, you're, you're what, eight, nine years into this process, right. uh, you know, from beginning to, to where it is now. I mean, he, he lived it. I mean, when you yep. set that example... Um, for your kids, now all of a sudden they get hustle and they get oh, hard work. He's got hustle. You know what we've, you know, not, not necessarily how I was raised, but I think as you know, society has this uh, this vision of what your life is supposed to be like, and it's very easy to write a book on. It's very easy to write, grow up and you parent, and then you know you get good grades in high school, then you go off to college, and you get. You know, you meet your wife and you get your job and you have your 2.5 kids and you get, you, it's, it's like a cookie cutter life. But what, you know, what, what that does is it creates a co- yeah, cookie cutter for every generation that follows. Exactly. Because now your example, you know, as a, as a child is, okay, um, you know, if you're lucky enough to grow up in a, in a two parent household or whatever, you see, you know, either dad goes to work and mom stays home or maybe they both go to work but you just you see them the, yep. the routine and you get into it and you go okay so and that becomes your routine yeah, what what i my example of growing up is is that i do this and then i do this and then I do this, and then i have achieved what you know life success is i have got a job and i you know i have maybe enough money to take that vacation and go somewhere fun with the kids and i, can I have, have a house yeah, I, I have two cars i have yeah. a boat i'm happy I can afford that was my parents, man. <laughs> rent the cabin, you know, one one month a year or one week a year, and and then your kids fall into that. Um, but when they see you up late, up early, uh, they they witness what it takes to take something from an idea on Thanksgiving morning to fifty thousand jars a month, and they go, "Damn, that's yeah, that is all about hustle," and then. You see somebody probably at age seventeen, who, again, will reflect back to when we were. There's no uh, nobody's trusting me with shit. Like, like, <laughs> put that kid on the fries, you know, like, right. and and watch him, like, and make sure you watch him. But it's all about what they are 
what they bear witness to. And yep. when you have, especially when you have two people working together on the same project, but even two people that are working um, on different things, but still like just like go get after it, you yeah. know, the downtime is, is a luxury and, you know, you utilize that as much as you can for, um, for family stuff. But when they see like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, they're after it. Yeah. It he, eventually he becomes a part of their he, vernacular. He d- right. He does. He goes after it. Yeah. You know, he, he decided he wanted to, our kids took piano lessons yeah. when they were younger. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't want to do it, we didn't make them keep doing it. It wasn't a thing. So he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a guitar. Okay. Do you want lessons? No. I'm going to teach myself. Wow. All right. So he gets a guitar. He's playing. Sound, kids getting pretty good too. Um, He's getting really good. Um, Then he comes to me. I think I'm going to buy a drum set. <laughs> so what are you going to do? So I'm going to teach myself drums. So I talked to a buddy of mine in a local band and you know we had his help um, picking out a good drum set that he could buy. Mm-hmm. So here we are, six guitars later, one drum set, just bought a new bass. The kid is like his own one-man band. He's like the next Dave Grohl apparently. Nice. But, not a bad not a bad uh, route to be on. No. Nah, but he's taught himself. And now yeah. he's like, "Hey mom, so he's back in piano lessons. 17 years old back in piano lessons." This kid's got more That's drive crazy. than I wish I had that drive at 17. Yeah. Just, he, there's nothing he will not be able to do, but the, the but the reason he's like that is because he that's what his he witnessed it. he witnessed what it's like to have to learn how to pivot to have that. But force do you change. think I, I I want to agree with you I really do but I want to disagree with you too because right. if you saw yeah. somebody working like that at 17, do you think you would have been like oh man I got to do the same thing I wouldn't have I would have yeah. been like look <laughs> at that look at that chump I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna smoke this blunt <laughs> <laughs> and you did <laughs> exactly and you did you know yeah it, I I maybe it is because I'm his dad and mm-hmm. he sees it and he sees the hustle that goes with it or maybe it's just him yeah maybe just, that's just the mind. What does Dan Beck's dad do? Did he see his dad hustling like that? Right. Because I don't know anybody that hustles like Dan Beck. No, that's that's a, and that's a tough a tough thing to find, especially in youth. Yes, um, I think and and I think and my kid's gonna blow Dan out of the water. So Dan, you're, you're Dan, you just been called out. You're on notice, you buddy. Called out, dude. Up your up your game. <laughs> Time to go next level. That's it. But you you know you think about. Um, even the examples that we've talked about, and, and a lot of this stuff gets a little circular, but it really does. You know, with the way in the the era, you know, because we're within three or four years of each other, you know, that same it, it, things were just so fucking different. Way, you know, right now um, we are in a time where everything is on demand, everything is easy access. You want to learn how to play guitar, you want to learn how to, you know, you un- click on YouTube, you go to YouTube, and you can learn how. To, Every everything, everything that they will they could teach you in a four year college is available for you on the internet. Yep. Anything you want to learn to do as far as a hobby, as far as a career, is and you can also make a career out of being on YouTube, which my apparently that's my son's you know goal is to be a YouTube star. But they're making eight figures. You know, it's just right. stupid. Playing but, video games, dude. And other people Playing watch video games. And other people watch. It. My kids watch those. Yeah, mine too. What, and I, what are you doing? Uh, I'm watching his walkthrough on this game. Why don't you just play the game? Well, because it's more fun to watch him play it. No. No. <laughs> no. But, no. <laughs> but it. But that's the thing, though. Is it, is, and I have, I have a, a good buddy of mine who who is one of the top Call of Duty players like in the world. He's Are you just serious? Phenomenal. And, and does the video thing. He's got... 
And, and like, you got all the I subscribers was, and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, like when he first mentioned, it, he's like, Oh yeah, I'm doing a, this live thing this, you know, this weekend. I'm like, yeah. And I checked it out and I was just like, now I fucking get it. Like I like, it's like, I mean, especially with the way that the graphics and everything are these days in video games, yeah. it's like watching a freaking movie. It's, it was just instead so cool. of like the old Sega that we had that you were you played some <laughs> NFL football on and the guys looked <laughs> like little nobody wants to fucking watch somebody play like you know Super Mario World the original you know like ooh let's watch Duck Hunt I would have killed it back oh then. man I'd, I'd have Duck Hunted some shit but yep. but just the way that um, the ease and convenience of life it is it, it's so much different than go outside and play till it's dark and then come in and it's time for dinner. And, you know, again, setting up that routine where now kids can go in so many different directions with, because of the technology that's out there, you can go in one direction where I think it's, I don't want to say super duper lazy, but it, it, it can be, you can fall into that trap of, I'll just watch, I'll just watch, I'll be an observer. Or right. you can go, I can use these tech, you know, these technological tools and learn, or I can create my own and, the the amount of knowledge that's out there um is is it's infinite and it keeps on growing every day so we're in such a yeah. different time period where i think even you know predating us you know in the post hunter gatherer days but in like you know midwest farm days grab the farm dad grew up on the farm learned how to do the farm the kid grew up on the farm and and it was just kind of that, that's what you learned. You saw your dad get up at, and your parents get up at three o'clock in the morning and they went out and milked, milked cows, the cows and they and hit the field. Yep. And So you um, did the same. Yeah. It's, and now it's just, it's so, it's so much more fast paced and technology, but to have kids, um, you know, to, to swing back to yours at 17, who's like getting after it. I, I do think there is, there is some, some kids are self-driven. You know, we, we talked about, yeah. Dan, I, I believe that. we talked about Dan Beck more on this episode than we talked about Dan Beck on his own episode. But <laughs> you know, there is there's something that you you can. That's mad respect, right? There. That is that's mad props, brother. Yeah. Um, but you can have that kind of internal instinct, but it goes the next level. I think when you are have that instinct and you also are witnessing hustle happening happening around you. Yeah, it goes and. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back to your you're talking about the the video games and yeah. and people playing that and and they're doing the YouTube stuff but I put that that is just like the iceberg mm-hmm. you don't know all the stuff that those all you see is their video yep you don't know about all the production well you do yeah. you know about well, all of that behind yeah. the scenes most people that my my ten year old son he watches these videos and stuff and you know he doesn't know about setting up the room, making sure the camera's right, making sure that you're superimposed over your game mm-hmm. or all the stuff and explaining it and how many times they've probably had to go through and take the takes. And they don't know all that stuff that goes with it. It, I bet that's as much of a hustle as anything, don't you think? I, yeah, I think it's a hustle in a in a way that maybe isn't always thought of as hustle, you know, because you can be sitting in, even, even at this point, like this, sitting in this room doing this podcast you know, it's not out hitting the streets and it's not out doing all these other things, but it's, if a kid is sitting in and, and learning and... How many podcasts have you done since you started this? 35, uh, this 34? 30, 35, yeah. This is the, well, this is number 36. You're number 36. Congratulations. Thank you. Hey, Leroy Butler. There you see. First Lambo Leap, Developed the Lambo Leap. Yep. Reggie White tossed him the ball and the rest is history. Exactly. But look at that. You've done that in a matter of months. Yeah. A matter of months. Think about the hours you have in each one of those. It's hustle, brother. It's hustle. Yeah. It's and now you're expanding off. I I'm watching videos of you running. And all I'm saying is, fuck you, man. <laughs> now you can 
you make me feel like run. you make me feel like shit because I'm watching you run and it's it's got graphics on it. It's like five thirty five. I've already got five miles in. I'm like you fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's superimposed the flames behind me because I'm going so fast, you know. <laughs> but that's I think that what I have learned to develop and and. Because I've always kind of been a, not a work. I mean, workout just been kind of a part of my life since even before. I mean, my wife and I have been together for twelve years. Um, you know, I have a nine year old, but even before that, like it was, just, it was just kind of something that was. It's always been there, right? Um, but it, I was like, it just kind of became like part of a thing. Like I was like, oh yeah, no, and then I'd take time off, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. And I went back to it, but now it's so much. I think less about like the, it is about the results because I, I. I but it's more about this kind of calloused mind, um, feeling, you know, developing a, a sense of accomplishment like right away in the morning. Um, not because I'm like, oh, I wanted to run ten miles today, or I wanted to, you know, run and then and then lift, or I wanted. It's because I wanted to just get up and do something that I was like, yeah, yeah. and get my blood flowing and get the day started so that the rest of the day, you know, they say you're supposed to do one, like at least do one thing a day that sucks. Because it prepares you for things that could come up. You're like, oh, that sucked. Yeah. And then something else will present itself. You're like, you know what? I already got through that. <laughs> I already went through that. And I think, you know, for, from the standpoint that I'm at in in this podcast being part of a much larger picture, a much larger thing that I'm, I'm working on under the, the, I would say, cover of darkness because it's really fucking dark at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it is. No kidding. But And you run on these, these mean streets of Altoona? I do, and they're not mean, but they're fucking hilly, man. I tell you what, this is not flat. This is not flatland area, man. No. This is uh, up and down. And I'm like, oh, I feel so good. Ah, oh, shit, incline. No, no. But there's, it's just, there's just something about um, really creating a a, a full, uh, and a, a lot, of, a lot of it is because like the rest of the stuff that I'm doing currently is a lot of sedentary stuff, so a lot of sedentary stuff. So I'm just kind of. I sit. I'll sit here and I'll do. Fine. How far is the school from here? Uh, it's it's actually uh, six blocks. It, it is about a mile and a half. I know because I I run past it. And I, so I you run past it. It's a mile and a half. He's he's nine. He's nine. Walk home. <laughs> he he wants to. Like that was like his big thing. Not to get off on a on a, on a kid tangent, but he was. Like, he's always been a kid, and I and I, I my he's kind of my whole like world. Yeah. And so we went from. Uh, a, f- a phase of life where he was like super duper attached to us. Mm-hmm. And so drop off at school became like this thing, <clears throat> thing that I dreaded because I would take him to school, get out of the car, walk him into, into the school, walk him to his classroom, take him to his locker, walk him to the door. And he would not want me to leave. Uh. Like, how about you just stay here? I'm like, no. Um, <laughs> at some point, someone's going to go, uh, who's the weird guy with all the tattoos right. dressed in all black and in the, in the snapback? That's, Dude, he's uh, local famous. Don't worry fine. about him. It's fine. Yeah, they, they, they don't know. He's local famous. As the, the, the parent-teacher organization does not have any idea. But <laughs> Probably not. But we went, so we went from that to like the next year it kind of progressed to the next year it progressed to, you know, last year in third grade it was um, take him to school, get out, take him to the, you know, front doors and he would go in and walk all the way and go to school and then fourth grade came and he's just like mr motherfucking independent he's Whoa. like nope you will drop me off at the the don't even get out of drop the car. off you don't have to get out i'll get out i'm gonna rock walk in and then like the first week we you know started picking up i pick him up from school and um does he make like, you pick him up like a block away so his friends don't see you now 
No, not we're not there yet. <laughs> I mean, that's that's probably fifth grade. He's like, um, no, Dad. But no, he's uh, his first thing I want to do is like, oh, I think I want to start walking home. I'm like, buddy, I love you. Like you know that, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I understand. I'm like, I don't trust you like in your room <laughs> for more than like ten minutes. And there's no. I mean, it's it's Altoona. There's, I mean, we're not talking like heavy traffic here. No. But at the time that he would be walking home, it is it's a little more hectic. I'm like, I don't like necessarily trust you to be in your room for more than 15 minutes without checking on you because something's getting rewired, Something, drilled right? into the wall. Yep. Uh, one time I walked in and he was like taking a part of weather radio just to see what it looked like on the inside. I'm like, mm, super duper smart. Not quite ready to trust you to cross the street by yourself. Damn. That could be helicopter parenting too, but yeah, it could be. But I, digre- I digress. Um, I what when I was nine, I think I was already living on my own. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much was uh, selling cigarettes for you know bus bus money. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was I was taking I was walking back and forth to school and stuff like that at nine. Oh yeah, I was I was totally a latchkey kid. Yeah, yeah. I was just my parents. My parents got up. My both blue collar factory workers mm-hmm. yeah. just. Um, Kept food on the table and and did what they had to do. Got up, went to work every day. I don't think my dad ever missed a day of work. I don't. I cannot remember in my life my dad being sick and missing work. Wow. And it was at a factory that it's, yeah, even more impressive. Even you're right. Yeah. It's not you know working your own business and not missing a day of work. Great. He worked at a factory, never missed a day of work. My mom. The only time I think she ever missed work is when I was sick. So my mom would get up and she'd be at work at five in the morning or something like that or she, i they would she'd call me to wake me up to go to school wow. that's and yeah. so that was how it was we i when we were younger we had to do it all for ourselves my kids man they got it made oh, my, yeah. my daughter's school is it's not a mile from our house <laughs> it's a, no not, not quite no closer it, it, it's not a mile and she she either gets a ride or takes the bus uh-huh. i can't even believe when i was younger where i grew up if you lived within two miles of the school, you couldn't get the bus. Yeah, the bus. It wasn't an option. It wasn't the bus. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The bus is a fucking option here, and it's it's like I said, it's a mile and a half, and it's a and you have the option to put him option. on a bus. There's, yeah, he's like, I don't want to ride the bus because oh, he had to, he uh, he gets up plenty early this year. He does, but like in years past, he was like, I'm gonna dra- have to drag you, and I would get him up. I remember getting him up last year in third grade, and as I was getting him up and out of bed, I'm like, look, the fucking bus just went by. <laughs> You're lucky. You're blessed. Yeah. You're so you're lucky and blessed. Yeah. That we take you to school. Yeah. It's but it's so yeah. It is it is such a different uh, environment. I think I think it all you know ties back up into a nice package about you know showing you know the youth that you know or millennials or you know Gen Z now. I think we're we're in the Gen Z. I think my kids are Gen Z or whatever that. He's not a millennial. No. Gen Gen Z is the new uh, is the new. When did the that rage? What's what's I, the, I, what's a year they, break off? Radio on that? sent me into something to t- try to learn to classify people, and I, and I and I I think that you drank through that class. Oh, didn't you? God, I, not through it, but I was definitely <laughs> hungover as fuck when it was going on. And I'm like, don't don't offer me an open bar and expect no. tomorrow to be anything but non-productive. Right. But you know the and I understand the the labeling, and I think it's for a, mar- a marketing standpoint, I think it's a good classification. But I think there's there's so many examples of millennials um, who in in the world, I think contextually they get pigeonholed as the lazy generation. But I'll tell you what, there's some fucking hustlers in that. There are, and you know why they are because there's a lot of them that are, 
and those motherfuckers are working for him. Exactly. Like, oh, you want you oh, yeah, you want a job? Yeah, you're working for me. I'm the I'm the boss, and I'm 25, and you're 23. Exactly. And it's just ridiculous. But, I always told my kids, be the nerd, be the oh, nerd yeah. in school. I oh, would God, rather. Yeah. I wanted to be so cool when I was younger, and I wanted to. I knew everybody. I played football. I knew mm-hmm. it, it was. I wanted to be so cool, and I told my kids, be the nerd, no, because everybody's going to work for you. And I it, I had that realization <clears throat> too. I think uh, way too late in life, right? To be like, man, you know, when I was, you know. Getting to wear the jersey on Fridays, you know, football Fridays. Yeah, you get to wear I the jersey that. school. You're like, and you're yep. you know, cheerleader girlfriend. And you got your cheerleader on your and arm. She yep. had she had the away jersey. You know, it was yep. just like, yeah, this is what it's about. And then all the nerds were, you know, with their pants hiked up and glasses and fucking goofy haircuts. Yeah, that person was like Steve fucking Jobs. You exactly. know, or it's it, those are the guys that went off and developed all these amazing products that us as you know the cool kids were like yeah i can't wait to have the iphone 11 yeah fucking a that that nerd i sat next to in biology man yeah he's going thank you for just spending a thousand dollars on your phone yep jock how's that professional football career working out no it uh teared off (laughs) yeah tailed off there a little bit towards the end but there's uh yeah there's there's so many totally stories of uh of and the millennials what i'm what i'm noticing about millennials is i I do a lot of reading because yep. it's it, the market right now is is super difficult to get anybody to work, mm-hmm. and you got one side of the political spectrum that says you have immigrants or somebody else taking the jobs that are out there. Right. But then you have the other side, which is in my mind the real side, that people don't want to work. Right. And it's not that they don't want to work; they don't want to work for someone else. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of entrepreneurship in that millennial class. If you look at it that way, yeah. a lot of them have a drive um, to do something bigger, to to be a part of something bigger than working nine to five at a factory. Right. You know, and I, I think I, I believe a lot of good could come out of that generation if uh, if they get over themselves. Yeah. Because there there's a lot of smarts there, man. I think I think there's there's a lot of genius there because yeah. of of some of the factors you talked about. You want to know how to do something; it is it's instantaneous it's right to learn. Right. And you want to have you know the Encyclopedia Britannica is no longer coming to your house for uh, you know delivery. Did Saturday. you have those? Oh God, yeah, I did too yeah. in my room when I was a kid. I don't know if I ever fucking picked one up. It was just like oh, if I stack these up, I can get out the window. I learned how to make a Viking boat <laughs> out of wood out of an encyclopedia. See, they, they did have a purpose. I could do that on YouTube right now. Yeah. <laughs> And and my Simple. dad wouldn't let me use any power tools either. That sucked. <laughs> my kid just finds them. I'm like, how did the fucking <laughs> drills get in your room? I don't understand what's happening here. But there, you know, when you have uh, access to all that knowledge, um, and on the flip side of it, you also live in a in a filtered world where it's where you can see people making money just because of Instagram or no kidding, right? So you have. All this knowledge, and you also have. Oh, if I put my life in filters, and maybe who figured out? To it. Who figured out how to monetize that? Somebody did. Think yeah. about that. Think about somebody how, how genius that was. That somebody was on Instagram taking pictures. Hey, you know what? How about if I'm an influencer for you? Right. I have a hundred thousand people that follow me. Why don't you pay me to advertise your product? Yeah. It's better than a TV show. It's it, better than some radio station. It's amazing. I'm kidding. I like <laughs> the radio. Yeah. You have to say that. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't have to say that at all. Uh, but no. I, but but that leads into a lot of things that that I've now learned about about the tools that are available, readily available, and f- you know, at, at a at a level freely available. I drink Monster just because of you. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you, Monster Energy, for probably sponsoring the podcast. 
<laughs> Slid that in there. Yeah. Hashtag Monster Podcast. But there's uh, when you are when you are given and. The thing is that when big business, big companies are are starting to learn that, oh. everybody from and, and, and yes, Monster is one of them. Um, car dealerships. I mean, scroll down the list of people that you follow. Right. And when somebody is, you know, pitching you, not even not, they don't have to pitch it anymore. Mm. All you have to do is have it in a shot or in a video or yep. in something or it's in the background. You oh, know, look at the, yeah. Oh, yeah, see look at that. Yeah, big Monster <laughs> right poster there. behind me. They know what they're doing. Um, but then you. You understand that this generation, and not even this generation, because I think it's it's expanded itself to other generations. They go, yep. no, this is. You want people's attention? People's attention is on their phone. Totally. It's not. It's not on. You know. It's it, not on the radio. It doesn't it's matter if TV, you're ten it's right there. or if you're sixty. Yeah. My mom is sixty-five years old, and her phone is in her hand all the freaking time. time. Yeah. You know, and this is nothing new. Honestly, think mm-hmm. about it, because if you look back, let's go back to the fifties and sixties and mm-hmm. the seventies. McDonald's targeted kids with Happy Meals. And if you can get the kids into the restaurant, the parents are automatically going to follow and you're going to build generations. Joe Camel, having cartoon characters and cigarettes. People, they knew who to, it's just a paradigm shift. Now, let's just put it right in your social media. All of our advertising now comes on social media for the most part because you can put a, a blast out there, a sponsored ad on Facebook, Instagram, any of those, and you can target who's going to see it. All I can target if I'm on the local TV or the local radio, all I can target is their listeners and hope that one of them is one that's going to pick it up and do it. Unless, like, when I did things with you at, at the at the golf open, yeah. at the X open and things like that, where we would golf and I could give away product and actually get in front of people. Yeah, grassroots and, stuff, yeah, absolutely. Grassroot, that's, yeah. We've always said our product, it, if we get it in their mouth, they're going to buy it. Yeah. It, and that's... It's, that, that was it. And now, I can't scroll through. Now, I've learned that on sponsored ads on Facebook, you can click the button on the side and just say repetitive and you won't see that one anymore mm-hmm. because I see the same ones right. so often. But people are spending the money, man. It's and, monetizing it. And when you talk about influencers, and I think that's where you ha- you do have that 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 section of millennials who want to get to that level of you know 100,000 followers. Uh, in, because now what advertisers are realizing is that same thing, is that you know if I put a sponsored ad out there, somebody's going to be like, oh, this... And le- I mean, and a lot of times it can be crap content. If you have really good content, and right. people are they're like, "Oh yeah, that that was funny or that was cool," that you know made me you know recall this emotion. That's one thing. But what they're starting to learn is that if you have your product, your brand, your image attached to something that people are gravitated towards, automatically, you know, well, wait, 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 wait a minute. I I, I can spend probably less money in my advertising budget than buying ads on TV, buying ads, you know, on, on radio, yeah. buying ads and on, you know, newspaper, if that's a thing. Um, but you can just Is there still the, a newspaper? I believe it's online. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh I think they have some they have Facebook pages. <laughs> but um but yeah you, you start to when they started to understand that and to use the Kardashians, which we used yeah. I think earlier on the podcast, when like, oh, well, XYZ Kardashian. I don't really know all their names. The one that did the thing in the Pornhub video. I remember her, I think. That was Kim. Oh, yeah, sorry, her. But when you have, like, their family, it's like, oh, well, like, you do makeup. Well, here, how about we XYZ brand of makeup? We'll put your name on our brand right. of makeup. And now you put it on. And all of a sudden, she's on there. Oh, yeah, look at my Kylie Jenner brand of uh, eyeliner. And doesn't she have over, like, a million followers or something, something. on Instagram? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, yeah. I, I followed her for a little while because it came up as one of the hottest trending ones and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I followed it. I, I actually unfollowed her because, it, 
like, I want to see just pictures of you just standing there all the damn time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> do something, do something, you know, <laughs> please. But she, but there's an example of somebody who took a very <clears throat> interesting route to fame and, and legit fortune. And it not- all started with OJ. <laughs> <laughs> it all started with OJ. It started with, with the, Ray J. <laughs> no, OJ and the White Bronco. Oh, his, man. With his dad, because one of his hit one of his attorneys was Kardashian. Oh, yes, that's right. So yeah, that started the all the fame. Yeah, Rob, Rob Kardashian. Was it Rob? Yep. One of the Kardashians? Uh, something like that. Yeah. And now now look at it. And yeah. I mean, look at what it's turned into with with Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. You know, let's be the artist, The artist formerly known as Bruce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you're an Olympian and, you know, you go on and hey, more power to her. Yeah, Seriously, absolutely. Um, you be you. I, I've always felt mm-hmm. that you you be you. If if you're gonna do it, if do it full force. Yeah. And there's, there's something there's something uh, that it will always be sellable, and that is authenticity. Hundred percent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know it. They didn't do it by listing themselves in the yellow pages. No. I mean, <laughs> Yellow Book did not sell them on, hey, listen, we're going to take your family and we're going to make you super famous. Just put an ad right here in the Yellow Pages and yes. everybody is going to follow you. And for an extra $100, <laughs> we can put you on the cover. What? It goes to like 100,000 people's homes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, this it, today is so, so different. Even watching sports, I'm looking, you're you're almost as big of a Packer fan as I am. And it's I, up there. I, I appreciate that. Um, do you follow? Do you follow any of the Packers stuff or any NFL mm-hmm. stuff? Absolutely. They are totally monetizing social media where now the players are putting out videos after games and they're talking. Do you see the the Smith boys? They're, oh, they yeah. put a video out like after every game. That If you don't think that sparks yeah. following and, uh, and, and monetizing their jerseys just at that. Yeah. Tell you what, we just bought a fucking $300 Bose uh, – Bluetooth system, Bluetooth uh, speaker, and guess who's all? Anytime there's the Packers getting off of a of a plane somewhere, hey, but, uh, business uh, business in uh, Dallas. Ooh, look, who's also tied in here? Bose, Bose, Bose. Like you think that didn't subconsciously sneak in there? We're like, oh, hey, no, we should look at is uh, Bose, you know, getting Bose. Yeah, yeah. It's good I'm enough. surprised they don't have Bose headphones on like right now. Well, uh, Bose, if you're listening. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I could use some headphones. I could. We could use some guest. I could use some new ones for the lead. I could use some new guest ones. Just throwing that out there as an option. But those, but those are the kind of things that totally. Um, when you look at <laughs> entrepreneurship and why it is so big and why there's um, a, a movement towards it is because people are finding that if you are willing to hustle, if you're willing to put in the work, and that's where you, that's where the line is drawn. Everybody can put entrepreneur oh, in their right. you know, in their Facebook stat or in their you know profile. Yep. But it, with the those that put in the work. And utilize the tools and learn how to use the tools on on social media, um, because right now uh, that is the best bang for your buck that is out there. Totally. If you're trying to reach a lot of people, that and memes. Yeah, you guys did a huge meme campaign there for a while, dude. It was awesome sliding things out there. But that and that's the kind of content that I was mentioning earlier is like if you have things that are compelling and riveting, and you're like, Haha, that's funny, or oh man, there was right. a, there was a jar of chip magnet salsa in the episode of big bang theory we were on uh we were on big bang theory a couple times and we were on uh, another netflix uh original grace and frankie yeah they opened a jar of and physically opened the jar and he spilled it on himself and it's like whoa and we we meme the hell out of that i mean it was yeah, all yeah. over social media capitalizing on yep. it but if you're willing to hustle and realize that the tools are out there there is that whole cookie cutter lifestyle that we talked about yep 
But don't do get this, me wrong. Do this and you do that. Those people, it's going to be just like the economy was. And just like everybody complains about right now that the top 2%. Right. You know, I we used to do a lot of network marketing companies. Mm-hmm. And if you look at those, they're like, well, the top 3% are of in the country make 100000 a year. And they give you all these statistics and we're going to make you all that. Well, if you look at that company as a whole, only the top 2 to 3% are the ones right. that are making the big money. Mm-hmm. Just like any other business, just like anything else just like the new social media it's going to be the same right. because only it's not because only two to three percent make it it's because only two to three percent believe in the hustle yep absolutely period there's there's no stronger of a statement than that if you want it bad enough and if you can rid yourself of the cloak of giving a shit about other people and their opinions and what they cast upon you that was a huge overcoming that that i recently went through was like other people caring about whether and 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 you said it in a in a in a comical context. Don't take it as I'm talking about you, but people have seen you know like you're showing all this this stuff about you being motivated and getting up early. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not doing it because I'm telling you to do it. I'm just saying this is the path that I'm on. Here's what it's gained, you know, for me. Accountability. If I don't practice what I preach, and I had a I put a post up uh, this morning that said practice what you preach. Get up at the time you say you're going to get up. Um, if I'm not being authentic my, to myself, then whatever you can't sell what you're doing, then exactly. And I, I agree. And I'm trying to, to to own up to it and live it, and not if I can inspire. And you're looking great, one man. person. I mean, okay. you're you're almost like bodybuilder form right there. I didn't even pay you to say that. Light, light, heavyweight, but yeah, de- oh, definitely light. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm maybe featherweight division. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm, I'm, but not, I'm, not fight, I'm not fighting with McGregor just yet. No. But, but there's you could though. Well. He's on. He's on a hiatus. Well, he's, he's also getting old. He's my. He's my boy. Um, but there is. If there you're is listening, some, notorious MMA. If you're listening, love to have you on the podcast sometime. <laughs> just saying, I got. I got proper whiskey upstairs, and we'll. Uh, we'll make magic happen. You got to practice what you preach completely. If If you want to put entrepreneur, or you want to put business owner, you want to put whatever in your your Instagram profile, then fucking do it. You better go out and do it, and you better be willing to put in those eighty hours. And you know what? You better be willing to not get a lot of sleep and you better be willing to continually learn. I think, you know, you talked about reading that Always. has been, and, and I'll, I'll be honest is most of my stuff comes through audiobooks just because I, mine too. I try to, I don't have time to sit down and read a book. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like I can, if I can not accomplish two things at once, but I will definitely listen to a book while I'm running. And if I'm doing other things around the house, I have a notebook that I keep and I'll have the book title yep. and I'll, if there's like, Oh, I'll stop it and rewind it and, and get back and, and jot those things down. I have notepads of yeah. notes of things. Wow. I got to try this or parts that I have to go back into on an audio book that I was listening to. Cause you can bookmark those yep. with an audible mm-hmm. audible. If you're looking for another, uh, just saying another spot, just saying hint, hint, um, nudge, nudge. <laughs> hashtag audible free um, credits. Yes. Free credits, man. Tell you what, do you have the, uh, after we're off, I'll, I'll tell you a little hack on that. I'm not going to put it out there right now. <laughs> we'll keep that on the DL. That's it. It's on the DL. But I listen to them. I put the bookmarks, and I have I have legal pads just full of yep. notes of, of things that, wow, I should do that. And you know, here's the thing. I am an entrepreneur. I am a hustle. Yeah. And I probably have 500 other things that I still need to get to. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no time. There's no time. And that's where I – that's <laughs> – Overcoming obstacles, and I think that that can be one of them. That can be like, oh man, you know, I got, I got this thing, and I got this thing, and I got this thing. But you know that in order to get there, yep, you have to get through this particular, you know, six months or this year, or we got to get to this level, and then you know, then 
we can bring somebody else on or we can put this in. But it's the quit that happens. I think a lot of times you'll have people that, that nope. want it too fast. You want yeah, it. You want to be like that. I want to be. I want to have this company that starts off, and then I want to be able to take some time off because I'm going to be making. No, <laughs> time off. You don't get to what? do that. You, <laughs> time off. <laughs> if you, if, nope. if if you have if you find yourself if you're consider yourself an entrepreneur or a hustler and you find yourself with like free time, you're not doing it right. Yeah, you're you're missing the boat somewhere. If you're sitting around, you're like it. it I could. I'm just gonna sit down and maybe binge watch this. Show. No, you, you 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 can't do that if you are continually trying to grow and if you're putting things off and not attacking it right away. There was a great quote. Um, I, I think it was from a, I think it might have been from a meme where it, it was like, oh, is uh, advice that best advice you ever got from your dad? And one of the posts on there was, my dad always said, if it can be done in five minutes, do it right now. Correct. Because as soon as it's done, you go, well, shit, that was done. When you start like consciously thinking about all the things that you learn you're like yeah just do that just do that you won't find yourself with and i'm a horrible procrastinator time. yeah it's, it's a, it's, it's a it, tough thing it to is overcome. yep it is just an internal thing and they're there i'm gonna jump back to my constant yeah you know she bitches constantly do this do this do this do this and it's like god but if i didn't have it chances are i procrastinate yeah and and not get it done at all and so there there's my drive you know it's it, you always have to have somebody pushing you whether it's Seeing you on a video being like, God damn motherfucker, he's out again. Look at him <laughs> running, making me look like shit. You know, and and knowing you personally goes a lot further than maybe somebody that follows you on Instagram that right. is like, Wow, look at him out there, he's hustling. But there's no real accountability to that person because they don't know you. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna be at at a plate, I'm gonna be drinking a beer, and there's gonna be Chris sitting there. He's like, Oh, look at that guy, all skinny and shit, because he goes out and runs in the morning. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Nah, hey, shut up. I don't hear <laughs> So it, but but to be fair, I will have a beer with you. you yeah, know, not, that is not, it. Not that I not that I run for the you know the, the ice cold Rockies of a, of a Coors Light, but I'll tell you what. At the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have some beers. No you know? kidding, you gotta. Hypocrisy goes only so far, people. Exactly. But you got, but that's it. you got you got to practice what you preach, though, and that's the the big uh, you know. Yeah, you have to be a part of. And uh, and it's it's I, I've said it five times. Accountability. Whether yeah. you have somebody that holds you accountable. Um, whether it's you holding yourself accountable or uh, whether that accountability on my part, mm-hmm. just seeing, I, I watch, I'm going to bring him up again, Dan Beck. I yeah. watch, I see his, he's, he's at the gym at 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I see you running at four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I see all this stuff and it's like, man, if I'm going to, if I'm going to keep up in this game, this is what I got to do. So you do it. And right. you know, maybe I'm only holding myself accountable at that, but, it's because of you and it's because of Dan and it's because of the other people that I follow. It's because of Gary V. Oh, that guy, Jesus. Gary V. And my wife just picked up on Gary V like two weeks ago. She's about to go fucking like next level. Dude. Watch out. Oh dude. my God. I know. I love it. Holy shit. Yeah. Gary V was one of the first people that, that, you know, when I got let go of radio, it was just, I, I'm not even sure how by happenstance, I think it was, it was probably a targeted ad because he is the, the king of knowing who he's talking to. And it just happened to hit at the right time. And I, I fell down the Gary V rabbit hole, and man, that's still a part of my my arsenal of of just not only motivators, because dude is jacked all the time, but also people who like have a real understanding of what like true entrepreneurship and true hustle is all about. Yeah, and the fact that your wife just found him, who she, and she's already the hustler that she is. She is. Yeah. Watch out, world. Yeah. Watch the fuck out. I know. It's and and. 
here's the thing. She's, she's got this way about her. She's not going to be the one doing the work. <laughs> nah, she's, she's, she's gonna, the boss. She's going to spin it and she's that she's going to be like, you got to do this. 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 And it's going to be, there goes my accountability at home. It's just shot. Now, yeah. now it's all based on Gary V, it, you know, so we'll have to, we'll have to see how that goes. <laughs> By the way, Gary V, if you're uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, if you're not busy, you want to take 15 minutes on the podcast, that'd be awesome. Just say, yeah. Just, hashtag just, Gary V. Just take the time. <laughs> you got, you got, you got to have the time, but there's, um, uh, not to wrap on this cause I, I want to have you back on cause I think there's so many different avenues we can go down on this because what it all boils down to is being able to take a shot, take your swing to go for it and being able to be in an environment with support. And I'm guessing when you got to a point, uh, when the salsa got to a point where you're quitting your job, your reliable income, you know, it's, you know, the checks coming in or, you know, car sales, you know, the you know, commissions coming in. There had to have been people in your life that said, geez, man, like, are you sure? Like, you, Always. like you're, you're, you got five kids, you know, you, you the yarn room, like how are you going to feed the, feed the frenzy there? <laughs> yep. Um, you know, all of the people who, I, a lot of times it is out of like, because they love you or because they care. They're nah. like, eh. No, that's all out of stay, jealousy. Stay, they want. I think. I think that's right. I think they want you to stay in a safe zone because they're in a safe zone. They're, they're everybody stays zone. in a safe zone here. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to snap this while we're doing it. Snap so away. You know. Snap but, a palooza. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't believe that the people that are are there with you mm-hmm. that are like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you should. Uh, let's look at. Yeah, give me. A, give me. A what's up? There what's it up? is. That's cope. Um, those people, they're always like, hey, don't do this. Don't do that. Make sure, you know, be safe, be, you know, everybody is always playing on the safe side and they're not doing it with the concern for you. They're doing it because they wouldn't do it because it's not safe. Plus, I don't believe that the people that are in your life right now, when, when you're, for lack of a better term, when you're creeping on the come up, when you're really going through it and when you're hustling and you're grinding, they're jealous. Mm -hmm. They're jealous that you're doing it and they're not because they know deep down that maybe they could do it, mm-hmm. but they're not willing to Absolutely. put the work in to do it. And then they're jealous because they see you doing what they want to do. And you lose friendships that way. You're going yeah. to. And that's, I think if you talk to any entrepreneur that is out there, the people that were their friends when they started their hustle, chances are, are not their friends now. Yeah. It just, they don't say, because when, when I was in network marketing years ago, I, I, I met with a guy and he was one of the top, top people in the company. And he said, you, you want to be around people who edify you. You yeah. want to be around people. And then you read stats on, you know, your income is going to be the same as the five people that you yep. hang around that with you the most. Yourself with, yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. So you look at that and now you, do you want to hang out with your friends in, um, that hang out at the bar and, you know, they have their, their three to seven job. They work their eight hours and they do it for $15 an hour. Mm. And they've been doing that for 20 years. They got great health insurance, but everything is fine, but they're still only making 40,000 a year. Right. You know, Mm. and and I, I say only 40, I don't want to knock $40,000 because any amount of money you You, make, as long as you you, can live on it, it's perfect. You can live on it and you're happy with it. Exactly. Do that. But if you want to make $100,000 a year, you can't hang around $40,000 a year people. Right. If you want to make $200,000 a year, you can't hang around $100,000 a year people. Mm-hmm. You need to move yourself to that next echelon, the people that edify you that are going to bring that out in you. 
and you're going to lose friendships. Yeah. You are, but you're going to gain new ones. So just that, that hustle, it, it's, it's real. And I don't believe that the other, you always put be a five percenter. I, yeah. I mean, I, I see your stuff. Yeah. Follow the 95%. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be part of that 95%, I can't be your friend. Right. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to be part of that 95%. I'm better than that. Yeah. There's a great analogy um, that, that ties into what you just said about the five people you surround yourself with. And that's uh, to use it in an athletic sense. Um, if you can run a hundred yard dash and you can outrun your five closest friends, you're the fastest one in your group. You outrun them. You're fast. You're faster than all of them. When you step up into that next level, that next echelon of people, and you are coming in last, exactly. But your time is better. Yep. You're actually running faster, yet you came in last instead of coming in first. That's when you start to realize, like, oh, when I put myself in a position where I have people that are either further on their journey, further down their path than I am, I'm not going to be the lead dog. But man, my time got better. And you're still ahead of the others. And you're still ahead of the others. Exactly. Even further. And there's a there's a tough part about being okay with that. There's a tough part when you have, especially if you have long-term friendships. If you waited till you're 39 years old to figure out your life and you go... How like, much depression have you had through this? I don't know if it's depression. I think what, I, what I've gone through on this is a lot of things that I thought were real and constant, friends former coworkers that I thought, man, no matter what, no matter what happens, yep. we're still going to be good. Cause we're all kind of, we're all kind of running the same race. You know, we're all kind of in it. And you were all running yes. the same race. And then when you get out and you go like, damn, I guess, I guess it, it wasn't what I thought it was. Right. It was, it was a facade. I think that, I don't know if it was depression. It was just like a lot of realizing a lot of like coming to grips with the fact that you got to let go of it. Yeah. You know, that if, you know, they say that, you know, depression is living in the past, anxiety is living too far in the future. Once you kind of go, I got them both. <laughs> you're just battling each other, just you know, constantly. Have, you know what you need? A monster. Just let them it's fight it, it right? You Pretty soon you're going to be out with me rustling bears in the morning. It's like, oh, you know, let the, you gotta get that shit out of your body, you know? <laughs> but it was, there's been a lot of, of realizations. And I think with, with all aspects of life, you know, and with the fitness part, with the, um, career path part, like I, I've had op- offers and options and, and applied for positions to go back into radio. And I'm like, there is no way in hell I will ever work for anybody ever again. It's that just, is a bold statement, brother. I, I will not, having experienced it, having experiencing basically two firings in one year, working for somebody yeah, else. Yeah, that's, that's a hard take, right? But being able to... <clears throat> Understand how I took the first one and understand the difference five months later when I took the second one. Yeah. And just how eye-opening it was to sit across the table from somebody, say, we can't afford you anymore. We're going to have to move on. We're going to have to part ways. And not taking that as a blow, but taking that as a, like, oh, it's fucking on now. Just like us with the farmer's market. Just like, all right, guess what? You've just, you know... It's a paradigm shift, and yeah. you need to make it. You've you, left, let the tiger out of the cage. Yeah, you and, have two choices. Yeah, sit and dwell on it and be depressed, mm-hmm. or just do what you're doing yeah. and and kill it. And that's you have to have that mentality, and you have to be okay with letting shit go. And then when things approach, being able to pivot, move through them, and say that's okay. And failure, you have oh. to be 
okay with failure and accepting it for what it is and learning like, well, why did, why did this fail? Why did this not work? Right. Instead of letting failure become your, well. But you have to accept failure too. And I think what a lot of people, what their problem is, is they don't accept the failure. Mm -hmm. They blame it on somebody oh, else. Oh yeah, victim's mentality. Yeah. 100%. Everybody, 100%. Uh, it's this person's fault that I didn't do this. It's this right. person. No, it's your fault. Yeah. You know, with me, when I look at, all right, our numbers, what, what didn't I do to get where I needed to yeah. be here? What what didn't I do? And I've been, <laughs> I'm going to use your term. I've been blessed, really. Mm -hmm. I've been. I, I have a great team that works with me. We've our sales guy that has been with us. Nick has been. When we first started this, Alexis started, and I was at work every day, mm -hmm. and she needed somebody to watch the kids so she could go to farmers markets, right. and so she could cook salsa in our own kitchen. But she needed somebody to handle the kids, so she put a thing, a, a, a an ad up on the job board at UWEC, mm -hmm. and. We got Nick. He was going to school. He was a senior. He was going to be a teacher. So he had to get the time with the kids. And I mean, he was perfect with the kids. He was great. He watched us come up. And the next, the second year, he was like, well, I can't, uh, I can't, my, my guidance counselor said, I can't watch the kids this summer because he was going to be a super senior. He said, I have to do something else to get experience. Right. So we said, why don't you do markets? So he did some markets for us, and that was his other experience for the summer. Now he's my national sales manager. Wow. But I've had a great team around me where nobody has that victim mentality, mm -hmm. where we didn't do this, and it's our fault. What did we learn from this? Because I've always believed, even back in the car business when I was doing it, as long as you, if you make a mistake, and it's an organic mistake, mm -hmm. meaning that it was the first time that that happened, you learned something from it, and it won't happen again then it was a learning experience, not a mistake. You yeah. needed to learn that. And we've learned everything. I didn't know anything about grocery stores, distributors, food processing. I didn't know any of this stuff. We didn't, and we went in and it was like, what? Wait, we can't do that. How's this going to work? Right. And you figure it out. You got to figure it out. You measure, monitor, and adjust. It's no matter what it is in your life, whether it's getting up at four o'clock to go out and run. You, you well, you got to measure money. Well, I went to bed at midnight. It's going to be hard to get up at four. Maybe I need to go to bed at 10. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to go to bed at nine. You know, my biggest thing is I'm a workaholic. Yeah. My wife mm -hmm. has told me a hundred times, you're a workaholic. You need to be home. You need to be doing this. And it's like, well, if I'm home, there's not going to be a home because I'm not going to yeah. be able to pay for the home. Right. So yeah. let's get it to a point. And another thing that I learned back in my network marketing days what are you willing to give up now to have what you want later on? Yep. And I've never missed a piano recital with my kids. I've never missed one of my daughter's gymnastics meets. I've never missed any big event like that because that's why I do this. So I can be at those things. So I make those things happen. But do I miss dinners at home? Yeah. Yeah. You know, man, I, I look back. We, My wife and I were talking the other day. We were so poor when... When we we first started having kids together, we did, we didn't have any money. There were times that, you know, I've always been the one. My kids eat first, yeah. always. It's mm -hmm. it's always been that. You know, when I was growing up, my mom made dinner. My dad ate first because he's the one that put the food on the table. Right. Um. So I knew what it was like growing up to be like, wow, there just wasn't enough food to be hungry, mm -hmm. and my kids will never know what that's like. Right. And I will mm -hmm. I will drive and I will figure it out. And I've gone without meals. You know, mm -hmm. that I'll have a little bit. And my son, when he was growing, he's like, oh, hey, there's there's a little, there's another pork chop left. Can I have that? Go ahead. Yeah. You're never going to be hungry in my house. Right. And I'll do whatever it takes. Most people are not willing 
to do what it takes. And I see that in you. You you're you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Matter of you're doing it at a higher level than I am. And it's uh just earlier. <laughs> it's just it's just really a time of day thing. It's more that it's really fucking early. Yeah. But it, it I when you give up on the quit is an eye opening thing. When you give yeah. up on not believing in what can happen with hard work and dedication. When you when you when that was just a thing that was out there when it's like, oh, you know, you have you, you put in the work and it, you're like, really? Yeah. And you get comfortable and you get in your comfort zone. But back you, then, putting in the work was because then you could get into management. Right. Yeah. Then you can get to middle management. Yeah. You know, you're not fucking. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have a college degree, so I was getting into middle management. They weren't going to be like, yeah, no. here's the keys. No, no, we're not no. quite giving you the keys. If yet. you work hard, you'll right. get into management position and you'll have people that answer to you. Now, yeah. if you work hard, there, everybody says the sky's the limit, but there's stuff past the sky, buddy. Yeah, there's there's no finish line. That we've uh, talked about that. I think that's the David from the David Goggins book, "Can't Hurt Me," um, about the finish line is 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 non-existent. No, there is like where you are, and then where you're going to be next, and we're going to be next, and we're going to be next, and and there's just there's no. If you have that mentality and you can stick with it, yep, there is no limit. There's no. Like, oh, well, I know even if I got to middle management, I'd probably be, you know, maxing out my life at probably 55, 60K a year. And there's just, that's the ceiling, you know, that is the roof, that is, there's no more. And then there you go. There's your, there's your cookie cutter. That's, that's here. the fleas in Zig Ziglar's jar, man. You, (laughs) You put fleas in a jar, they jump until they hit the top. You can take the top off after a little while and they never jump past the top. And it's always the best part of it is results and getting results and yeah. moving the needle forward and it, there's going to be days that suck you've you've witnessed Every this day. there's days that you don't get the sleep there's days that you don't get something accomplished but if you are moving forward if you are making a step that's progress yep. I, I liken it to fitness um and working out and doing it it's like you know what i i work out every single day every single day and there's days i don't want to and there's days that i really would like to sleep in I don't, I don't, not because I'm like super duper, I'm like, I'm going to, you know, next summer going to see me shirtless. There's a reason that I always have a shirt on because this is the whitest skin that has <laughs> ever been. I am like almost all Irish. Okay? It's a tanning bed. It's yeah. That just, it's a different shade of red than it's like a, it's like a, <laughs> it's a weird, but this is more about a mentality and a mindset and days that suck. And I don't want to do it. I've had, I have those days probably three or four days a week. And maybe it's just going through the motions. Maybe when I run, I'm not running at, at my pace. Maybe it's I don't run as far as I know that I can, but I did it. And I, at the end, when I'm wrapped up and taking a shower, I'm like, I, I, know, I, I push through. And you have to be able to push through in all context because shit's going to suck. And you're going to get to a point where you're, maybe your business starts to make some money. How many Money's- times have you wanted to quit? Today? I mean, yeah, right? <laughs> right. Well, as soon as we started this podcast, yeah. you know, we started talking about, you know, you're a Cubs fan. No. Um, <laughs> I said, this, dude, I just had to get it in. But yeah, eggs here and there. Hey, you know. If you don't want to quit every day, yeah. you're not doing it right. That that's And success happens one step after other people fail. Yeah. And you, you, I look at my day today, and I had, uh, you know, I got up, I did my thing in the morning, I was up. Got my kid up and ready to off to school, dropped him off, came home, finished up the dishes, did a couple things around the house. I had a podcast at nine, 
uh, 9.30, uh, rocked that out. I was literally just wrapping up as you messaged me that you're at my door, came upstairs, got to you, got to, you know, we're, and we're rocking this out right now. I have another thing to go to after this is done. Then I got to pick my kid up. It's so, yeah, there's times where I'm like, fuck dude, like seriously. Yeah. You know, I, maybe I can, maybe I'll just, you know, I'll message my dude for my, my, you know, one thirty, and I'll just be like, Hey, let's, hey, hey, let's uh, you know, like you did to me yesterday. Like I did do yesterday. Yeah. That was, and I'll, I'll, off the air, I'll tell you what that was. <laughs> that was <laughs> There's, there's, we, we need to wrap up about some things anyway, uh, but about some opportunities, I should tell you, ah, opportunity. Um, but yeah, you, you have to get to a point where you're like, fuck. And then when you push through it and you get it done and it's like the end of the day. You and just raised your you ceiling. Go, Shit, I can do that. Yep. You just raised your ceiling. I, what is, I have, I have a pot, I have a, a podcast I recorded earlier this week that I got to get edited and put out for, for 430. Oh my God. Oh my, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, you got this. I'm gonna do it. Yep. And if you can keep that going, that forward momentum going, what what's next week bring? What's next month bring? What does next year bring? You know, there's someone who had this post. Somebody had this post, and I'll, we'll wrap on this. But I'm gonna get you back in here very soon. Um, there are three, less than three months left in this decade. In this decade. People talk about decades, and you think of this as like this, oh, my God, the 80s, the 70s, the 90s. And you go, oh, my God, a decade. Yeah. And then you're at the end of a decade, and you go, holy shit. Like, we just went through it. And probably in in the history of mankind, the last decade, maybe a little more, has been the fastest-growing technological advancement oh, decade yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, do you remember what the iPhone 4 was like? No. No. Because it's so different. Was I mean, that a decade ago? Oh, uh, it's well, it's twelve. No, nah, uh, it's couldn't have been. Close. But still, in in really? this in this time period, we've gone from, you know, Blackberries, yeah, yeah, you know, to the iPhone to now the iPhone eleven to having an iPod. Do you remember when you used to go and listen to listen your to music I- on an iPod yeah. instead of just on your phone? Yeah. I had a separate iPod. I had my phone because my phone at that time was a BlackBerry. Yeah. And I got my first iPod when I won it when I was in the car business. And one of my lenders got it for me. And it was the coolest. I got an iPod. Yeah. I got it. And then I figured out how I could watch movies on the iPod. Oh, man, that was just amazing when you got that technology. Got screen, next level, dude. Next level. Now, man, I flip on my iPad. I watch Netflix while I'm on the treadmill or while I'm on the elliptical at the yeah. gym on their Wi-Fi. It's like, what? Yeah. We're about to be 5G, people. 5 fucking G. I mean, what else? I, that's the thing. What's next? Do you know? I have no idea. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in, and the reason I bring it up is because we're in this, you got to be in it. And I think that, well, a wrap on is present. Like, be present, be yeah. now, be able to push through late nights, yep. you know, having to work all day, being up and still 11 o'clock at night, you're putting labels on. Yeah. You push through that. Because you're there, you're like, no, it's this like tomorrow, this shit's gonna pay off. Exactly. And you get that order out, or you you know you get that podcast done, you get it released, and somebody hears it, somebody buys it, it ends up on a fucking TV show, and you're like, do you know why that happened? Because you fucking stayed up and did that. Yeah. You know, future you is begging you right now, go fucking kick today's ass. Yeah, go do it. He's going, hey, it's uh, you know, future you is hanging out in fucking 2021, going, you know what I would like to be doing right now. Is kicking the world's ass. Yeah. Are you going to put in the effort today? Because I can't do it now. I can't do it in the future. You didn't do it in the past. You better do it today. And I'll still be doing the same stuff in 2021 that I am doing now. Kicking it's 
ass. It, why? When when there's no limit to what you can do, mm-hmm. why should you stop when you hit a specific point? What what when is enough? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Don't I haven't hit it yet. Dismiss the the golden years are not a thing, people. It's just it's another time of life to just grow and gain knowledge and be present. If you if you're enjoying every moment, if you're present every moment, even through the times that suck. Oh, I'm not enjoying yeah. those moments. I'm there, but I'm not yeah. enjoying them. But you're stronger. That you're is smarter. true. That and, is. And the next time it doesn't suck as much. That is true. And then you start to develop this, you know, callous brain, callous mentality where you're Hey, like, I've dealt with that before. Here's how I get through it. Yeah. Yep. Been there, done that. Oh, this is a little bit different. Oh, that's cool. I'm 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 comfortable yep. here. I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. That, that that is it too. Yes, absolutely. Online. What's the website? www.chipmagnetsalsa.com. Good shit. Nice man. and easy. Thank you for having me. I no, appreciate dude, it. Uh, first off, congratulations on the on the success. Thank and you. it's again, it's uh, there's no ending point. No. And so we'll get you back on here and we'll we'll continue to divulge info. Yeah. Pass the word. We can teach people something. We can. I believe we can. I, I think <laughs> if people are willing to listen and take take a step, it's amazing. I gotta hit one more Dan Beck thing. DB. Damn, I can't help it. He said in the podcast with you mm-hmm. that by not doing something, it's not a priority. Instead of saying, I don't have time to do that, that's not a priority for me to do right now. Yeah. Changing. It's absolutely and and that's it. And that's what I, I, I take something out of every one of your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Some of them, I gotta tell you, it's they the people don't relate to me. Right. Because that's not my demographic. Mm-hmm. Not your, not your wheelhouse. Yeah, but the ones that do, man, I pull something out of them every time, and that's why that's why I appreciate when you're like, "Hey, we're gonna get you," and I'm like, "Hell yeah!" yeah. Because you got a good thing going. Keep it going and raise it up. Because and and do me a favor, always have it right here. This is this is comfortable <laughs> in, in the lab. In yeah. the lab, this the lab's is, chill, man. Yeah. You got to get you got what you got to do is get uh, a live feed. Of your podcast, that's it's on the list. That that it is. Yeah. It's on the list. We're gonna we're, eventually we're gonna get to a YouTube live yeah. thing. We'll People got to see this. Yeah, it's, it's fun <laughs> down here. It's you know, and, and when we, next time we'll have it at night, and we'll have some beers in here, and then oh, shit just gets even gets better. Because you know, I, I I still believe life is about balance, and you have to have those moments of like it's 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 cool. Yep. I may be about running at four thirty, but I'm also about a beer at four thirty p.m. Hell yeah, that's how I roll. All right, awesome, Jim. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, man, and thank I appreciate you. your time. And let's uh, do it again. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for listening and being a dedicated podcast listener. By the way, if you are not subscribed yet, make sure that you do that. Whichever platform that you're on, whether you're listening on your iPhone, on the Apple Podcast app, or you're on your Android device, Google Podcast, a Stitcher, a Spotify, we're on the iHeartMedia app. We are on Radio.com's app. We are everywhere with the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. Hit that subscribe button, and every time a new episode drops, and we've been just banging them out lately, you're going to get an update to let you know to listen. Also, to get other updates, follow us on all the social medias. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram. So searching Welcome to Cooperville. You'll find us. Give us a follow, give us a like, and join the journey. And learn all about the 95% rule, which we are killing over here. Big special shout out to my friend Nick and Holistic Remedies for all your CBD and beard oil needs. Make sure you head up to holisticremedies.net. Enter the promo code COOPER10 and get 10% off all of your orders. Again, that is at holisticremedies.net. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Welcome to Cooperville podcast on the web at welcometocooperville.com.